Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. And we're on our way with Season 9 where we're looking at films that have won the Oscar for Best Picture. And for today's film we will take a closer look at the rather stoic sports drama Million Dollar Baby. Directed and starring Clint Eastwood and also starring Hilary Swank, Morgan Freeman, Jay Baruchel and Anthony Mackie. You see, every time I see Clint Eastwood's name, I'm drawn to see what he's going to do next. Not primarily looking at his acting credentials. I mean, he's done one of the best movies ever made. I mean, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. But I'm talking about the films he's directed. Now, there's a lot of true stories out there that I haven't even heard of in the commercial news. And, you know, with someone who has a platform like Hollywood and he has the opportunity to share these true stories and make these into films. And Clint Eastwood has certainly unraveled lost stories uh, and sort of unraveled them to a more commercial audience. The Lost Child of Christine Collings and Changeling with Angelina Jolie, the Japanese perspective of World War II and letters from Ayayima, juxtaposed with the American side of the same story flags of our fathers, the story of how Nelson Mandela influenced the South African rugby team during the World Cup. And the list goes on to Leo playing Jay Edgar, the story of Chris Giles, as a prominent sniper in American Sniper, the story of the miracle on the Hudson about Sully, 15 to 17 to Paris about the attempted terrorist attack, the 91-year-old mule who transported a record amount of drugs across America, Richard Jules, the man blamed for a bombing because he was a gun nut. I mean, how many of these stories were told on a wild-scale commercial news. I mean, some of them were swept under the rug. Some were briefly mentioned and lost traction after a week, and others didn't even make the headlines. And this is why I love Clint Eastwood's work. He picks his work very carefully. Now, when he doesn't choose to take on a biopic story, he is just as careful with what stories he picks. And it turns out he picked an unknown story from someone probably no one has ever heard of, FX Tall, or as people come to know him, Jerry Boyd, a boxing trainer who wrote a few short stories based on his life and career as a boxing trainer. I mean, I I don't think anyone's probably heard of this guy unless you are a boxing nut or know a lot about Million Dollar Baby. I mean, he wrote a story called Ropes Burn, Stories from the Corner, which is dedicated to a man called Dub Huntley, who basically introduced FX Tool to boxing. Now, Dub Huntley trained Tool when he was in his 40s and they become fast friends. Now, also during that time, he was training world champions like Hector Lopez and other celebrities as well. Now, just when Dub Huntley died, he was his assistant um, at the time. He was his assistant cutman to a female pro boxer called Julie Corquette, which is what the character of Hilary Swank is meant to be based on in Million Dollar Baby. Now, unfortunately, Jerry Boyd died two years before his story got made and never saw his story on the silver screen. Like I said, so many obscure, unknown and wonderful stories out there. And Clint Eastwood has a thing about finding these true American stories that no one's even heard of. Now, the man hired to readapt this short story was Paul Haggis, who was the Oscar winning director the year after from Million Dollar Baby. And that was from Crash, which somewhat controversially won over that. I I think won over the favorite that year, which was the critically acclaimed uh, Brokeback Mountain. Million Dollar Baby, only the third sports-based film to win Best Picture at the Oscars behind Rocky and Chariots of Fire. Now, boxing seems to be the most portrayed sports in films in Hollywood with, you know, films like Raging Ball, Rocky Franchise, Southpaw, Bleed for This, The Fight, Jungle Land and The Bleed. You know, there's so many films out there and they're still being produced by Hollywood. I'm... But if you haven't seen uh, Million Dollar Baby, the film I'm talking about today, I mean, it tells a simple story of a middle-aged woman who works her ass off to become a professional boxer and attracts, well, more force, the expertise of Frankie Dunn, played by Clint Eastwood, this boxing trainer who has a reputation for training boxers well, uh, get them to their peak, but never allowing them to give them a title shot and win millions of dollars. 
Now he owns a gym. He owns a gym where Maggie um, starts training. And eventually, starts training her with the help of Eddie, who is an ex-boxer who Frankie lets stays in the gym in return for maintenance work there. Who is played by the wonderful Morgan Freeman. Now, the second film these two, it's, yeah, it's the second film these two have done together. The last one was Unforgiven, and both films ended up winning Best Picture. So I guess the Clint Eastwood Morgan Freeman has a hundred percent success uh, rate. So I mean, two of the biggest stars, luckily still around. I mean, it's screaming success. So. Yes, A Million Dollar Baby ended up winning four of the seven Oscars it was nominated for, including Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Director for Clint Eastwood. That means all three of the main characters or main stars of the movie actually ended up winning an Oscar. It's quite interesting, actually, because I'm a bit of a nut when it comes to Oscars, but Barbara, Barbara Streisand handed the Oscar to Clint for Best Director for Unforgiven. And she presented it again to him for Million Dollar Baby. And she said, I would be very happy to give it to you again, Clint, when she announced the winner again for Best Director and again to Clint Eastwood. But yeah. And if you want to talk about Oscar coincidences, I mean, producer Albert S. Ruddy uh, won his second Oscar for producing Million Dollar Baby. His was his first movie that he won the Oscar for was The Godfather. And that was presented by none other than Clint Eastwood all the way back in 1973. Funny how things work, isn't it? So Clint Eastwood, what a man. Everyone knows the name. Everyone impersonates him. Everyone's aware of who he is. The man is still doing work today. This is his 25th movie. Clint has directed the 57th movie in which he has acted in and the 21st movie he's produced when he won Best Film and Best Director, he was against Martin Scorsese. And this was the second time this has happened. So that year, Million Dollar Baby came out on top against, I think it was The Aviator. But the second time, it was Scorsese who came out on top with The Departed against, I think it was Clint Eastwood's um, Letter from Aoyama, the Japanese World War II story, which I think is one of his best films. Really great film. The only film that year that was nominated for Best Film to also be nominated for Best Actor and Best Actress. In fact, all of the Best Actresses, Hilary Swank was the only actress nominated for a film that was actually up for Best Picture, which is actually quite interesting. She, of course, ended up winning. Morgan Freeman won Best Supporting Actor for his role in the film, which was the second year in a row a Clint Eastwood film won in that category. His co-star from Shawshank Redemption, Tim Robbins, one for Mystic River. And talking about Mystic River, Clint Eastwood found shooting this movie very easy because he used the exact same crew from Mystic River. So he had an easy time doing this movie. So at 75 years old at the time this was being made, he became the oldest winner for Best Director. Basically a whitewash of most of the awards, um, the main awards. I mean, it was... Yeah, it won three of the five big awards at the 2005 Academy Awards. The other two big awards, Best Actor and Best Screenplay, they lost, but they were nominated for. I think it was Jamie Foxx who won the Best Actor for Ray, and the Best Screenplay, I think, was won by Charlie Kaufman for The Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, which is a great film. But yeah, Clint was the only nominee in the Best Actor who wasn't playing a real person. Jamie Foxx, of course, was playing Ray Charles. Leo was playing Howard Hughes in The Aviator. I think Johnny Depp, he was in Finding Neverland. He was playing, oh, what's his face? J.M. Barry. And Don Cheetah was playing Paul Russell Biganina in Hotel Rwanda. Another great, I mean, it was a great year for film, to be honest. But yeah. So going back to Million Dollar Baby, I mean, the film is listed as the 212th best film of all time on IMDb. And when the film was nominated for Best Picture, it stayed in the top five of the box office every weekend from the time it was nominated until the day the Academy Awards were on, which is stupidly impressive. 
It's amongst the 100 or 1001 movies you must see before you die. Robert Ebert lists this film as the best movie of 2004. It also has the distincted record being the first best picture Oscar winning film to be released on Blu-ray. And I know this because I have a copy of it myself and it's, uh, yeah, sitting right in front of me right now, actually. But one of the reasons this film did so well was a sort of midway to three quarter way twist in the movie. I mean, a lot of people, if you saw the poster or you saw the trailer for the film, assumed this film was simply a boxing film, but with the bonus of following a female boxer instead of your typical male boxer. However, this film, and excuse the pun, gives you a knockout blow with the injury of Maggie taking the film into a whole new direction. Kind of like how Psycho misleads you thinking you're following Janet Lee's character and then she dies halfway through. But yeah, I think a good part of the reason why this film did so well was this theme of euthanasia that happens at the end of the movie. So yeah, Hilary Swank, who was fantastic in the movie, she won her second Best Actress Oscar for this film. Just five years after she won her first for Boys Don't Cry. I mean, for this film, she went through some serious training schedule to prepare for you know really prepare for this movie as a boxer she she i think she gained like 20 pounds of muscle throughout the workouts she was doing in fact billy the blue bear if you're a boxing fan is played by a kickboxer and boxing champion called lucia rajaka and that was hillary swank's boxing coach for the film and she's actually in the movie but not everything went to plan because during filming hillary swank developed this bacterial infection from this like huge blister she got started filming and um, she was just doing loads of training she had this massive thing on her foot um just because of like extreme training and she had to be hospitalized for three weeks but luckily she sort of got the bacteria at the right time so she had done all of the scenes i say lucky i mean never lucky getting an infection but she had done all of the scenes so she was okay in that aspect but she didn't tell Clint Eastwood about it or any of the producers because she felt it would be out of character if she did that. She thought her character Maggie would never have told anyone about her and pain she was having or, in this case, an infection. But So they went through a few casting choices for the role of Maggie and I think the initial choice was Sandra Bullock. And this was before Clint Eastwood has even signed on for Million Dollar Baby. Um, but by the time it was actually in production and they got Clint Eastwood on board, I mean, she was already committed to Miss Congeniality too. Another person that was involved was Ashley Judd. That was another option, but eventually it went to Hilary Swank. And this is actually Hilary Swank's second sports-related film after the next Karate Kid way back in 1994. So the term Million Dollar Baby, if anyone knows what it is, um, just while I mention it, actually refers to the nose art on the World War II B-24 heavy bombing, which I found out whilst doing research on the title. So that's why it's called that. So I mentioned earlier, you know, the story of boxing is one of the most common sports to be, you know, adapted into a Hollywood movie. And the story of a boxer has been done to death in the Hollywood industry with the most famous stories of the boxers that throw the fight to please the gangster who has paid them off or, you know, throwing around. And, you know, that's a very common story in the pulp stories and magazines or the 70s or 80s gangster movies and even the sub story for films like Pulp Fiction. And then, of course, you have real life biopics love Jake LaMarta and Raging Bull, Muhammad Ali by Will Smith and so on and so forth. And of course, more famously, fictional boxers like Rocky and Creed. And they try to put boxing as a backdrop story of the story of real life at its core. And this is exactly what Million, ba uh, Million Dollar Baby kind of does. It kind of does um, what Rocky did and just have boxing as sort of a background thing and sort of more focus on the character. Um, in this case, it's Maggie, not Rocky. I think the reason boxing films are so popular is that the themes of working hard from a zero background is very effortless to do and everyone loves an underdog and also everyone loves a story driven by passion and fight. I mean, that goes without saying. 
And what million, be- uh, million, oh, such a tongue twister. A million dollar baby does is throw a little curveball with this much regarded subgenre of the boxing narrative. Now, yes, we see the underdog, uh, underdog team, or in this case, person start off the film as weak or troubled or flawed. And the duration of the film, you have a coach, sometimes unorthodox, controversial, also troubled themselves, teams up. And this usually after many attempts to be in together or without one of their consents. And the rest of the movie together is a journey towards success, the big prize. I mean, you see these kind of movies all the time, sort of the unconventional coach or the underdog uh, challenger. You know, the list is endless with films that follow this sort of generic formula. I mean, you've got, you know, Miracle, the ice hockey film of Kurt Russell, Coach Carter with Samuel Jackson, Ruddy with Sean Austin, Dodgeball with Vince Vaughn, Cool Runnings with John Candy, Moneyball with Brad Pitt, um, uh, to this, the film at topic here, Million Dollar Baby. But... Like I mentioned earlier, this film makes a sudden horror-esque turn and steers into an ethical dilemma which further engages the audience even more. I mean, the point of this film is not to surprise you and it's not to focus on the development of um, anything to do with boxing, but more the character of Hilary Swank and to focus on Clint Eastwood's character as well and his journey with reaching his goal with her. And within seconds, it gets completely stripped away. Um, A lot of people think that the story could be just about Maggie, but in all honesty, in my opinion, I think it's more about Clint Eastwood's story here. And what is thought-provoking about this film and the way Clint Eastwood directs it is that there is not a really a villain in this story. I mean, a villain, yes, could be the woman that punches her when she's not looking, or even Maggie's family who tried to force her to sign the papers at the end. But neither is paid great consideration to, and therefore tells us, the audience, that a villain is not needed for this story. It only helps develop the story move forward to the next level. I mean, there's no sub-story to the consequences of the boxer that made Maggie paralyzed. She hits her and that's it. It's done. The relevant part is what Clint Eastwood is going to do with a paralyzed boxer now and the relationship of them two. And this is why this boxing film stands out from the rest, not because it focuses on a woman boxer, but it also delivers a knockout blow in terms of ethics and morality. I mean, the best boxing films are not about boxing at all, but more the core of the character and how they go on with everyday life. I mean, just look at Rocky and Rocky II, for instance. I mean, the boxing films that are successful in Hollywood are about the characters, not the boxing. You know, Rocky, Raging Bull and Million Dollar Baby. And it's no coincidences that the only sports films to win Best Picture um, are 66% boxing films, which is, you know, Raging Bull and uh, Rocky. Um, and then, you know, you've got the odd one out, but that that's a massive epic, which is Chariots of Fire. Interestingly enough, though, both Million Dollar Baby and Chariots of Fire both won four Oscars apiece, making them tied as the most successful sports-based movie ever. Now, Rocky firmly in the third place category, but many have argued that Rocky leaves the bigger legacy. But only time will tell that, but it certainly appears that way. But there is certainly, well, there's a statue of Rocky in Philly right now. So, you know, you can't really argue of that sort of prospect. I mean, this is the interesting thing about films. It's amazing what sticks and what dissolves along with time. I mean, Chariots of Fire, great film, but the only thing that's really still in vision from that film is the soundtrack. Um, most people couldn't tell me what the film was about, but they know the theme tune to it, just like most people know Rocky runs up some stairs and Million Dollar Baby is that really dampening film about a woman boxer who gets within an inch to the title and gets caught in an accident that paralyzes her, which causes her coach to perform euthanasia in her at the end of the movie. I mean, a lot of people don't call Million Dollar Baby a boxing film. They call it, oh, that euthanasian film. You know, euthanasia is still a moral dilemma in today's world, and it comes up now and again with different circumstances that makes this law an impossible one to live by. I mean, it is an interesting, unfortunate topic to have and a very important one to have because it converts, you know, it sort of covers the very important issues of life and death. I mean, it is completely legal in some countries and even several states in the United States, 
but it still remains a questionable thing in some. And it's very much illegal in most places. I mean, although this specific topic doesn't appear until right at the end of the movie, surprisingly, so it offers the solidity in this invisible but yet obvious father-daughter relationship between Maggie and Frankie. I mean, although he is the coach, he is the closest thing he has to, and you know, in his lot of long and tiring boxing-based life. And this is the establishment of the story, this love-hate relationship that springs from these two and how they're actually destined to be with each other in terms of getting what they need from each other. The lesson of sort of letting go for Frankie. I mean, his whole career, he's never been able to let, you know, any of the boxers go the distance, hence why he never gave them a title shot. I mean, he knew how to train them and he knew what to get out of them, but he never wanted to let go. Now, all of his boxers have reached their physical peak, but Frankie just never let him go that extra mile because it would disrupt his world since boxing um, is everything to him. So the ending has sort of two Let's Maggie go that extra mile. Something awful happens and it's not, you know, any fault of his or in any physical sense. He has to let her go by both, you know, going for the title and secondly, you know, killing her at her request. Now, with Maggie, it's almost the same thing in terms of age. She's trying to become a champion at her age, which is almost impossible to do and yet manages to do so because of Frankie. I mean... This theme of your life leading you somewhere, meeting certain people to achieving your best, and sometimes, as the film demonstrates, doesn't happen until the end of your life. I mean, both characters, both Maggie and Frankie, finally at peace with what they have achieved, both happen at the end of both their lives, you can say. I mean, as the character or the perfect narrator of the movie says, Mr. Morgan Freeman, if there is magic in boxing, it's the magic of fighting battles beyond endurance, beyond cracked ribs, ruptured kidneys, kidneys and detached retinas. It's the magic of risking everything for a dream nobody sees but you. And it's a be- you know it's beautifully said and beautifully delivered in the film by Morgan Freeman. And you know on that note I have to you know conclude this podcast, call it a day and simply say that Million Dollar Baby is truly a million to one movie in terms of the sports genre. But anyways, that is all I have time for. This film truly worthy of the Best Picture Oscar and the other awards that came with it. I mean, please remember you can follow me on Spotify, iTunes and Google. So drop me a comment and let me know if you like it. I'm on the socials as well. You can predominantly find me on Instagram and that's Film Exploration with a Film Exploration AH or lowercase or one word. But right now that's all I have time for. So thank you for listening to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry.